Hi, this is my first soundstage intro. It's happening right now. I'm Natasha. I'm Natasha Sinha. I'm the Associate Artistic Director here at Playwrights Horizons. You're in it. You're in it to win it. Um, what can tell me about your excitement and involvement in season two? I listened to season one before I officially joined Playwrights Horizons when I was upstate with friends during the pandemic, lying in bed, and it was raining, and I put on the first piece, Heather Christian's piece, and sobbed <laughs> listening to it. It was so gorgeous. I latched on and just listened to the whole season, like the second anything came out. It's been really wonderful to be sort of easing into soundstage with season two. You know, it's a mountain to climb, but like this glorious, beautiful mountain made by some of the greatest artists. The lineup is just like absolutely staggering. So it was really exciting and we were working our way through it, all of us, I think, as we were doing it, because everything just kept changing. I'm curious if there's anything about any of the episodes coming up this season that you're excited about, like that speak to this moment or our response to it in a certain way. What should audiences be excited about? Yeah, I mean, what a what a time. What isn't happening in the world? Right? <laughs> it feels like the, the past year or so has been really just like recalibrating and trying to figure everything out again. Like we re-enter a space we used to know and it's different and everything's different. And, Sheila Callahan's piece is literally about re-entry, about immersion back into a world. I, I love that piece because it's so strange, it's so Sheila. Like sonically, it just takes you on such a journey. It's just a total trip. And the language is sumptuous and witty and wild. I can't wait for folks to hear that one. It strikes me as just like such a great re-entry into re-entry almost. <laughs> It is really special. There's just something about the experience of that piece that really feels like the theater for the ears vibe that, you know, that we're going for with Soundstage. It's really building that for you, around you, just the visceral experience of proximity and of like physical space. It feels really cathartic to go through the story that's being told and like the, the art. Sheila was collaborating with Alex Barron as her director and designer and editor, and Alex is just so dexterous in this medium because of what he brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, we're so lucky to have that team of Sheila and Alex. I first knew him as a dramaturg, and you can really tell through any of his work that that is where he starts from, and he's really digging deep and finding ways to bring out all the nuances in a story. And Sheila, I mean, talk about someone who draws the most vivid picture. She gives us just this like feast. You know, Sheila is somebody who, when she hears the ASMR stuff, actually has sort of that reaction that I'm so envious that people have when they hear whispering or tapping or whatever. So it was so cool to think about how we were using the audio medium to make people feel things like emotionally and physically. So the, the theater for the ears component of this one is extra special to me because we really did think about like painting with the brush of audio. It like, might literally tickle you emotionally and physically. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, here we go, right? Episode one, Soundstage season two. Let's fucking go. Let's do it.
morning. Drop calls for activity. Everyone, the teacher and Charlie Brown. It's, ugh. My name is Rashawn. We spoke briefly the other day. Just allow me to express how grateful I am to you for reaching out. You know, sometimes the hardest step is just dialing the phone, especially for those of us who often to our detriment feel things deeply. You've made the considerable emotional and financial investment to prioritize your own freedom. So bravo you. As discussed in our previous chat, I'll need about 20 to 30 minutes of your time. That's an estimate. I'm going to take my cues from you, but I will be totally upfront with you and tell you this might be difficult at times. We facilitate, but we do not dictate. So if you showed up expecting us to do all the work, forgive me for being blunt, but you will fail. Your mission here is to approach each challenge with determination and humility, then decide afterwards if your journey has been positive in a holistic sense, and if so, commit to applying the strategies you encounter today towards your goals for the future. And just so you're aware, on a personal level, as a professional facilitator, I have a vested interest in my clients' achievements. You know, when they're successful, I am deeply gratified. Conversely, your failure will be my double failure. I hope that makes sense. Okay, a couple things before we dive in. First off, I'll be doing most of the talking because that's how this works. Second, you'll need two items a glass of water and a coat or sweater or some kind of heavy extra layer. Just something to keep you warm when the time comes. Gather these now while I continue talking. Once you have them, place them somewhere with an easy reach. You will be cued to take three sips of water throughout this process. If you make it to the third sip, chances are you will wind up completing the program successfully. If and when this occurs, we will contact the organizations and individuals you listed on your initial assessment form with the good news. That's always a fun call for me to make. Third, our data shows a considerably higher success rate with clients who prepare themselves for discomfort. Even so, I expect, sorry, I encourage you to allow yourself to be human. You don't have to do this well or right or fast. We're not speedrunning Minecraft, as my 12-year-old would say. We're just getting through it. And listen, if you become fatigued, agitated, disoriented, no biggie. Woman last week didn't make it past the first sip. She's back with us, different program. She's doing great. So, five main concepts we will be exploring today. Proximity, equanimity, affinity, elasticity, and perhaps most importantly, empathy. You needn't commit these to memory or anything. It's just for your information. We've arranged them in order of increasing difficulty. Most people are able to get through all five, 
we have a success rate of about 75%. Not too shabby. And a good reminder of why we are the top-rated untethering program in the country. Results. You're in good hands. Let's begin. Make sure you're in a comfortable, relaxed, upright position. Inhale and exhale deeply. Take a sip of water. I'm here. I'm in the room with you now. Don't be alarmed. This is how it goes. If it helps, keep your eyes closed. Sometimes people have an easier time with the things they can't see if they don't go looking for them. Try to allow the tension in your body to soften while I tell you a little bit about myself. I've been with this company for six months, since the very beginning. My previous experience performing comprehensive assessments for individuals in search of positive social outcome was centered primarily around military vets, ex-cons, psychiatric patients, substance abusers, and sex workers. These shoes are brand new. I got them on Amazon. I think they were 50 bucks. This is the first time I've worn them. It's funny. You know, when I started this job, I was self-conscious about dressing up for my clients. I don't know, I guess I was worried about projecting some sort of um, intrinsic hierarchy. Uh, this was before I realized how profoundly the rules of professional and social engagement had changed. Although I, I do value small consistencies. For example, I carry a tube of peppermint lip balm at all times. Also, I bought this purse seven years ago from Target in five different colors. I do stretching exercises every Tuesday and Thursday. I am speaking about mundane things in a calm voice because I am slowly moving closer to you and I want you to feel safe. If you do not feel safe, consider the possibility that you may actually prefer to feel unsafe. Hmm. I am approximately two feet away from you. This is as close as I intend to get. At this moment, I am breathing your air. Sit in that discomfort a moment, please. My throat gets dry from all the talking. <clears throat> so, as we breathe the same air in a small room with the windows closed, I would like you to be aware that the appropriate distance from which two acquaintances may converse is the space that exists between us right now. 
It is standard for daytime social and professional events with people to whom you are obligated to speak but may not know very well. And this is an appropriate distance for a complete stranger approaching you for the first time and vice versa. However, this, this is not an appropriate distance for someone with whom you wish to engage. It is a fearful distance. Even if you feel most comfortable with me all the way across the room, this is no longer an acceptable speaking position for two adult individuals. Proximity. I'm gonna sit down, if you don't mind. Oof. Yeah, sometimes my lower back gets a little cranky. Especially when I've been on my feet a while. So, as we interact one-on-one, -on -one, I'd like you to begin to divest yourself of any and all emotions that do not serve you at this point. Try to imagine yourself at your most fearless. Become that person. Remain that person as I calmly reach into my purse and retrieve my iPhone. Just my iPhone. I am not armed. Here, see, it's new. I think it's giving me carpal tunnel. But you can do amazing things with it. <laughs> like make animated cartoons of yourself, believe it or not. My favorite is the talking chicken. We're gonna make a call now. Hey Siri, call Chatty Stranger. Calling Chatty Stranger, home. Rashawn, what's up? How are you feeling? Can't complain, you got someone for me? I do, you're on speaker with my new client. Hey. Okay, setting the timer now. And begin. I don't know if Rashawn told you, but I went through the program. I did the seven-day dealio. Three months ago, you wouldn't have recognized me. Now I got a job, I got a pooch, I got a truck. I shower literally every day, swear to God. I take fucking hikes, okay? I talk to strangers in real life, not just on the phone. I mean, face to face, indoors, outdoors, wherever the fuck, it's a, uh, you know, it's a big deal. I don't generally fire up when I'm on the clock, but uh, I had a little, uh, you know, uh, this morning was rough, I'm not gonna lie. You can't predict when this shit will take you down. If you wake up, you eat your high-protein cereal, you take the dog out, you bitch to the neighbors about the fucking piece of shit squirrel who keeps digging up your tomato plants, then I don't even know. It's like a memory shoots up from your gut and suddenly you can't breathe. And you know, this wasn't even a bad memory. This was a great memory. This was like FaceTiming my mom with my ex last year, telling her we were getting hitched. Oh my god. The look on her face and her crazy Brooklyn accent. Oh my god, are you kidding me? 
Yeah, too bad the wedding didn't actually go down. But the relationship did in flames. <laughs> no, I have zero bad feelings about it. I promise. I didn't burn her shit or delete my socials or anything like that. I'm pals with a new girlfriend now, believe it or not. Even though they were hooking up the whole time we were engaged, which, you know. Look, we were together seven years. You, you got this, like, this person. You're with them every day. And it's like, are we actually seeing each other? No. No, we are not. We are disappearing. Okay, so when did that start happening? Not a clue. Well, can we fix it? Who knows? Nobody's trying. We're not even talking about it. We're just like, going along, dum-de-dum, making dinner, having drinks with friends. And then one day, oh shit, we can't leave the house at all. Boom, everything is terrifying. Breath is terrifying. Food is terrifying. And suddenly, we're the only goddamn thing that makes sense. And we're still disappearing, but at least we make sense. Then of course, mom gets sick. Tell me something hopeful, uh, you know, like, 
look, you're going to get super sad when you hear these, and you're probably going to want to grab your dog and cry into his fur for 12 hours, but it's okay. I don't know. What else? Oh, uh, the Target by my house is closing, which sucks. I'm so pissed. That's the first place I went after I got through the program. I redid my whole place there. I got a new sisal mat, uh, a new pendant lamp, uh, these salt and pepper shakers that look like tiny elephants. Um, and time. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you chatting with us. No problem. We'll talk soon, okay? Yep. Okay, take care. Later. I timed the call because if I hadn't, she would have kept going for a very long time. She's like the person next to you on a plane who uses your good nature to cope with her own fears. You could politely tell her to stop talking at any moment. Maybe you didn't sleep well and you're unprepared to do emotional labor for a complete stranger who seems to have no personal boundaries. Think about the last time a stranger seized your attention without your permission for more than 15 minutes. What made you stick around? Equanimity. I need to disappear for a bit. Just sit tight. I won't be long. Hey, you're doing great. We're doing great. Have a sip of water. Please do. 
I was in your closet. I grabbed a few things for you. We'll address these items momentarily, but first I need to run a quickie diagnostic. I'm gonna play you a sound, and afterwards you'll identify what you heard. Ready? Welcome to Auditory Assessment Diagnostic. Client number 265.09. Please wait while our sound library loads. Thank you. Loading complete. Please listen carefully to the sound you hear after the tone. Diagnostic complete. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Raise your hand when I mention the sound you just heard. Leaves rustling in a forest, the call of a loon, children laughing, a campfire, waves on a lake, notes played on a piano. That's... That's... Okay. I think I need to switch tactics. You are now wearing the clothing I have chosen for you. On your feet are the shoes you had on the last time you ate dinner at an upscale restaurant. And I picked out bottoms that accentuate your most compelling lower body feature. The top I chose for you brings out the color of your eyes or a sense of waggishness. You decide which. I would like to offer you a flattering observation that suggests your outward appearance is elevated and your spirit is intact. Please imagine what I might say to convey this to you. Good. Hang on to this thought. It will prove exceptionally valuable to you over the next seven minutes. Last night I got so drunk I donated money to Wikipedia. They work hard though. It's endless. We fight over decor items, architectural features, and beautiful I'm moving to a dairy also. No. I'm serious. An office choices, kitchen I might need couples counseling. They should just go to Ikea and fight in neutral territory. Is Ikea Are you going to milk animals? Ew. then, she told me I look like a pigeon arguing with a traffic cop. Maybe it was a conflict. Serious question, though. I deaf in one ear from an infection as, as a kid. That's not true. What? We will purify the surrounding apartment. Then we remember, it's the baby. <laughs> a small human person lives with you. He won't leave. Like, ever. He will never, ever leave. Sounds like my ex. I hate you. <coughs> I hate everyone. Okay, you should make a dating app where you can leave Yelp reviews for people. Oh my god, yes. And prostitutes. I don't think I know you. Do you have to know everybody? Are you in one of those programs? Oh, right. They do this thing that's supposed to, um, uh, promote, uh... No. 
not, not promote. No, I mean, like, see how far you, you can, like, you know, uh, stretch. Elasticity. I think you mean no, bullshitticity. No. That's not a word. Wait, who is it's they? It's about reintegration, reacclimation, setting. Like riding a bike, except they took the wheels off. No, more like uh, trying to eat a salad with no face. Tethering. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to have now. resources. Everyone deserves to feel okay right now. Yeah, but what if no one's okay? What if it's all just a big lie? Honestly, I wouldn't want to know. Just keep me dumb, please. Dumb and happy. Dumb and happy. <coughs> Sorry, I had a thing. I smell something. What do you smell? Either... Laundry detergent, <laughs> candle. I inhale too deeply. It's so dry in here. <laughs> I should lay off the beat. <laughs> Swallowed wrong. <clears throat> my sinuses are screwed. <laughs> I forgot my inhaler. <clears throat> I love the pan in the oven. They call this place Paradox Lake. The water flows backwards in the spring. It's crazy, right? The snow from the Adirondacks melts so fast it floods the river. So for a couple of months, the river shoots back into the lake instead of the reverse. This is where I spent my summers as a kid. You see that ramshackle cottage on the water? My siblings and cousins and I would swim or fish or hike during the day. And at night, we'd cook up huge meals over an open fire on that grill and play board games for hours and stare up at that sky. Stars and stars and more stars. Oh, I love it here. Can you smell the pine trees? The cooking meat? I'll let you know when it becomes fall.
I'm delighted to share this with you. I got worried we wouldn't get this far. It's never a good sign when a client gets thrown by the whispering man. It indicates you're having difficulty calibrating the intentions of others. But you navigated the party without a problem, so here we are. In other news, your home, the place where you feel the safest, remember that? They tore it down earlier. I know. It wasn't up to code, but frankly, neither were you. On the flip side, you have nothing, which means you have nothing to lose. All you have are the clothes on your body and your glass of water. You are new. Take a sip. Ooh, got chilly all of a sudden, didn't it? It's late afternoon. The sky is bright and clear. It's fall now. You might want to grab that extra layer. As you put it on, I'd like you to conjure a sacred space from your own past, preferably outdoors. What do you see in the distance? Hold that in your mind, please. Thank you. What do you see six feet in front of you? How about four feet? Now two. What is above you? Behind you? Beneath you? What are the sounds you hear? Are there any distinct smells? Let's drop some folks in. Round up all the people you love who you haven't been around in the past year. Pick two, pick 20. Friends, family, whatever, any age, babies count. Just grab them. Give them something to do, whatever you like, whatever they like. When I start my timer, you'll have exactly 12 seconds to finish setting the scene. Then you will navigate one final interaction. No need to get up, they'll come to you. All you have to do is wait. Afterwards, we will determine whether or not you've completed the program successfully. Ready? I'm starting the clock now. After my ex. Come here, Doofus. Come here. Come here, Doofus. Doofus, Doofus. No. Stop. No. Doofus. Doofus. <laughs> oh my God. Look at her tail. Oh my God. You must have a good soul. Dogs can smell that shit. 
And they get sad when you get sad. Like the other day I was, man, I was just in a total funk. Like a full body bummer, you know? This one snuggles right up next to me and pokes me with her cold little nose and starts whimpering until I pull my ass off the kitchen floor. What is that, man? Empathy? Next day she's jumping around, scratching at the door, and I'm like, okay, you want me to get the fuck out of the house? Is that what we're doing? She's like, yeah, dummy. So we hop in the truck and take off. Been on the road three days, sleeping on an old mattress in the back, which, you know, my spine is not happy, but I tell you, folks, folks have been decent as hell. Especially this gang you got here. There's some goddamn good people here. Doofus knows. That's why she dragged me over, I bet. It's like, it's like everyone, you know, it's like there's something that, it's like there's something, uh, um, okay, I'm gonna level with you. I need to be back to work by Monday, and I, I gotta, um, before I turn the truck around, uh, could I, could I, uh, could I play you something, like, on my phone? It's quick, um. Okay, my hands are shaking, fuck. Okay, uh... <laughs> I'm just calling to make sure you people are okay with all these fires out there because all I keep hearing is how bad they are and they keep spreading. Everything is fine, I feel calm. Good, I have an appointment on Friday with Dr. Grill. Do you want strawberry? Do you want lemon? Do you want just the uh, frosting? But what they're saying here on the news and in the papers and everything, they have a whole lot of uh, rains and flooding and things like that. I just wanted to tell you that I saw Dr. Rogers today. You gotta call me because I gotta find out what kind of filling you want. I'm just calling to see how you people are making out with all this weather you have. He told me it was getting to be so exorbitant the amount that they were talking about. She said, if you have something that you can get, you know, online as a top, it would be to put it on and, you know, as part of the cake, and there's no problem with that. And my phone just rang, and your name came up on the caller ID. I wondered if you had made a mistake, or did you really want to talk to me? I'm here. 26 doctors in this practice, and everybody was being asked for it. They can't give it to anybody. Or it seemed to be hanging in. I hope everything's all right. <sighs> that, that was, uh, uh, whoo, that was, um, okay, I think. I'm okay. Thanks. Your chair, whoa, that's weird. You're, you're like, uh, elevating? No. Levitating, holy shit, <laughs> look at you, you're just, you're just going up, <laughs> what? Oh my God, <laughs> you look great, whoa, how high are you, Jesus, it must be freezing up there. Hey, uh, uh, good, uh, good thing you have all the extra, whatever, oh my God. Be careful, okay? Stay warm!
satisfaction and accomplishment. This will help us concoct strategies for you moving forward. Secondly, you may return home whenever you feel ready. While we do offer our clients an unsparing approach to the untethering of any former cells via demolition, very, very rare, your dwelling is completely intact, as is your spirit. Additionally, your outward appearance is altogether elevated. It looks like you might be ready to swing by that place you'd considered visiting prior to your time with us, but were unable due to internal conditions. <sighs> and finally, uh, it was wonderful spending time with you. Truly. Okay, I'm going to have to hang up now. You're welcome to float here as long as you like. Although, technically, you only have 20 seconds of audio left once I disconnect. If you wish to float for a longer duration, you'll have to get creative. I have no doubt you are capable. Okay. We'll be in touch. Take care. And thank you for trusting us. Have a pleasant afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Soundstage. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Season 2 of Soundstage is made possible with generous support from the Sherman Foundation's Catherine S. and Axel G. Rosine Fund and the National Endowment for the Arts. Program B, Rapid Immersion, was written by Sheila Callahan, directed, designed, and edited by Alex Barron. Original music by Soraya. The series line producer is Allison Koch. Episode production manager, Nacelli Vega. Casting by Elaine Aldaffer and Lisa Donadio. The role of Rashan was played by Francis Benamou. Whispering Man was Matthew J. Harris. Recorded at CDM Studios in New York City by Kathleen Conti. Intro music by Emily A. Sprague. Special thanks to Jenna Ray. To learn more about Playwrights Horizons and how you can support more theatrical adventures like this podcast, visit us online at phnyc.org soundstage, or text PHNYC 
to 44321.